MyMap Podcast number 317 with listener invite Bill Patterson, whose father eats haggis. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMag.com podcast. And welcome, 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 everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 317, and I think this is the first or second or possibly even a third start to the show this evening. How are you tonight, Gaz? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing all right, considering this is the second or third start. Boy, yeah. the, Skype, the Skype and internet gods are not on our side, are they? No, and and it's, it's all like in... In my area, uh, we'd actually started the show. Yeah, and, I'm blaming you. Well, I'm I would. <laughs> I would. Well, we'd actually started the show, and I had done my, you know, hey, everyone, how you doing? And it was like, how you doing tonight, Gaz? And it was like dead silence. For whatever reason, the entire internet in the Washington, D.C. area died. Shut down. Shut, Shut down. down. There was yeah. just nothing. So that took a little bit of time. Then there was some family drama, which I'm not going to go into because it's just going to piss <laughs> me off there. all Don't over again. Ah, ah, Gaz. So anyway, uh, anyway yeah, tell me, Gaz. Tell me something good. Okay, I'll tell you something good. Um, I've got an Apple TV. Yes. Um, which I'm now using, and we've got up and running. We're quite happy with that because of the um, – I think I've mentioned before, I was going to try and use the Mac Mini uh, as a media server. Right, with Plex. Plex, The Plex Plex interface isn't quite working for us. So we've got the Apple TV arrived, got it installed, and it's up and running, doing doing its stuff. I think I've got to sort out my my connections and where I hold my media, though, because... (laughs) Well, yeah, the Apple TV doesn't have any storage, or the new one, anyway. No, but the the problem is I'm Wi-Fiing through to the time capsule. Right, which obviously then talks to the Mac Mini over Wi-Fi, that then probably talks back to the um, time capsule where the media's held, that then obviously goes to iTunes, pulling it back to the Mac Mini, and then probably sends the signal back to the time capsule to send it back to the Apple TV. Okay, all right. So obviously the problem with the internet wasn't my fault, yes. I think no, it was your excuse fault. Me, excuse me, that's my hand own up, internal. hand up, hand to God. No, Come on, no, no, that's my own internal network. <laughs> anyway, but that's that's going well. But I, I did have a problem actually with connecting the Mac Mini to the TV, where it wouldn't play DVD, wouldn't initialize. I got a seven zero zero one seven error code. Really? Well, uh, according to yeah. Steve Jobs, you don't, you just don't need an optical drive. Well, <laughs> it's Steve. Uh, we do <laughs> every anyway, once in a I, while. I, I took a trip to the to the Apple Store in Milton Keynes on Sunday because they had a, an appointment there. So I thought, well, I'll take it in, and it's this damn um, DRM stuff going through to the TV. It, it what the error code apparently this seven zero zero one seven is a possible error code for um, the media center or the Mac mini seeing the device that i've got as a possible recording device oh come on a possible analog recording device really? so it would, yeah so it wouldn't initialize oh. <laughs> <laughs> well i think I now, do you have now. do you have the the last gen or, or do you have the new mac mini no i've got the new mac Mini. yeah that's what was, i figured and so you've got uh, a straight hdmi to hdmi yes, connection yeah 
Yeah, yeah, but I think what the problem was, or what the pro- possible problem was, um, that I'd been swapping out the HDMI cable while it was still um, live. Ah. And I think that caused it to, be, you know, confused it somewhat, and it... it um, it didn't like the fact that I was obviously pulling the HDMI cable out the back of the Mac Mini and then putting it into Apple TV because I'm still waiting for another connector to connect the Mac Mini up to the TV because it's only got one HDMI cable and I haven't got a switch. Mm. Um, so, and I think that may have caused the issue because I've come back and not had the problem since. But hey, is, is that what they told you at the Apple Store too? Yes, kind of. You know, he gave me a few hints to try a few stuff. They did a test on the Mac Mini and make sure everything was working fine. I mean, they looked after me, to be honest with you, to make sure, you know, everything was all right. Well, that's, you know, I mean, that, that's one of the great things about going into the Apple stores. Well, is- yeah, that that and the fact, you you know, you'd probably, if you're not careful, walk out having spent thousands of pounds on a new MacBook Air and stuff like that. If you're not <laughs> That is a sweet, <laughs> sweet little machine. Is, uh, I think we should. I think we should talk about that later. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some of the new stuff at mymac.com. We ha- we have a little more time this week. Isn't that amazing? No <laughs> Apple events. <laughs> All right. So uh, the yes. first one. The first one is, is by. Is a- yeah, I think I, I think you told me to do that. So oh, I was oh wait, del- then, all right. I, so I'll be quiet. I, I was <laughs> delaying, so you slap my wrist and I'll, I'll crack on with it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, it's a V-Motor Crossfade LP, the ThinkSound TSO2 Plus mic, and the Arctic Sound P321 head ro- headphones review uh, by our good friend John, John Nemo. Um, yeah, he's he's got a review in there of all those headsets, and there's a definite winner in there. I had a quick look through. Um, I haven't had time to read all of it, but there's some definite winners in there. So go and take a look at, at those for for some head headphones if you need any. And these these are really really good looking uh, good looking mm. units, especially that that ThinkSound TSO2 Plus mic, the, yeah, the little think- earbuds. Yeah, they're quite, yes, yes. I mean, the, the, the big head, headphones that are the Crossfade LPs, I think they're wireless and they are quite expensive. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you, you, you gotta love sound. Uh, you have. next up is Max for Diplomacy, a guest essay by Roman Wozniak. And if, if you think you remember that name, it's because we had him on as a listener invite, uh, quite a few number of shows ago. Yep. And we'll have a little bit more about Roman, but let's continue on. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next thing on the website is um, Tech Fan number six, and Tim is got. I think he's got. Oh, you could call him a listener, I suppose. No, it's probably not. It's actually Bill Palmer who joins Tim for a uh, a bit of a chat. Well, very little bit of a chat. Tim Tim is currently kind of <laughs> nursing a cold, yeah, it and was. oh, he was just he was having so many and talk about. They were having Skype problems, too, during while they were recording that show. Uh, next up is a brief audio interview with a new staff member, and I just know I'm going to mess this name up, Suze Gilbert. That was uh, recorded with John Nemorowski. Uh, next on the website, we've got a review of the, um, well, it's a little 16-gigabyte uh, portable hard drive. Uh, stick it's from verbatim uh and yeah, they're tough and uh, tiny yeah very 
Uh, there's two of them, isn't there, on there? And it's uh, that's a, a couple of reviews by Elisa Pacelli. You yep. say Pacelli, I say Pacelli. Uh, and we both, we, I, I got an email from Elisa. I think, I think she, <laughs> she emailed you on that too. You like me. You really like me. I thought that was so great. We do like you, Elisa, though I like you more. So the um, the very last thing we have is a book review by Russ Walkowich, the iPhone 4 Portable Genius. Now he. He liked the book, but he had he had a couple of issues with it. Um, I think mostly related to price. Go ahead and, and give that a look. Now that's all the stuff we've got at mymac.com this week. Some great, great stuff. Yeah, and I I think we've actually got we. I think you mentioned it at the start, or I mentioned it at the start. We have a listener invite on the show tonight. Yes, we do. Mystery caller, will you please sign in? <laughs> I am right here, guy. Oh, it's oh there he is. I thought we'd lost him for a minute. That's Bill Patterson from Toronto, Canada. Who and I just found out something in the pre-show as we were talking, um, you know, while I actually still had internet, is that <laughs> you don't own a car. No, sir. And have you have you ever owned a car? Never. Wow. And that's I, why I have all this computer equipment. <laughs> <laughs> don't even need to go anywhere anymore. You just, just you work and and all that stuff right from home, right from the so internet. Is the reason is the reason you've not got a car is because you're saving up waiting for the Apple flying car? Uh, no, I just no. haven't bothered getting one. I didn't have no. that little piece of plastic like everybody else does. Almost <laughs> everybody else. Now uh, you're a uh, relatively. I, I noticed you've had some power PC machines. Uh, how long have you been a Mac user? Since uh, late 2006. And what was your first Mac? Matt, um, 13-inch MacBook Pro, one of the uh, Core 2 Duos. That was your first What You said, but you have a PowerPC machine? I got them later on when I started uh, delving into the Mac world, and I've got a 12-inch, a 14-inch iBook, one of each of those, and a 15-inch uh, PowerPC. Yeah, usually, usually people go kind of the other way. You know, they go from PowerPC to Intel, but you're actually I going can, from Intel to PowerPC. I wanted to have those in my collection because I liked the looks of them when I saw them, as well as the, even the uh, people that were talking about them, the size of them. I wanted them, so I looked for them. Well, and they're probably pretty cheap at this point. Uh, they actually weren't all that bad. So what do you what do you typically use your Macs for? Macs as in plural. Redoing old uh, VHS tapes, surfing the nets. Well, how 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 do you get your uh, your video into your Mac? What what kind of gear do you well, use? I use for Elgato that? gear. Oh, the uh, oh, what's that called? I've got the uh, two fifty plus. I give it. Yeah, what's this? I've never even opened it. Uh, I got this at the last MacWorld Expo as. Uh, Part of the um, the speaker prize stuff. Haven't uh-huh. even opened it yet. It's the Elgato Video Capture. Well, I got well, I got mine before that. It was the uh, 250 plus. I so, don't think I have that one. So you're basically you're taking a bunch of old VHS uh, tapes. Yeah, and getting and them into your Mac. That's exactly it. I transferred that's a, that's them. Over. A, that's a project that um, I've definitely got on. Uh, on hold at the moment. I need to. Uh, I still need to have look, several to do. Need to look at getting some equipment to do that myself. So, uh, mm, well, might be, might be, might be asking you a few questions about that, Bill. <laughs> well, once oh. you once you actually bring them into your Mac, what are you using to edit? Are you using like iMovie? 
there's actually an editing program inside the uh the Elgato box. Mhm. And that works out pretty well. Yeah, it worked out fine for me for taking out the bits that I didn't want and leaving the rest and then I burned them uh to disk as well as saving the files. So you're also a uh an iPhone user. Now you have a what a 16 gig iPhone 4 right now. Yeah, the more the active phone, that's it. Right, the, uh, did you have any any of the problems with it that that so many other people did? None whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It it seems to be almost hit or miss on on whether or not people are are you know having problems with their iPhones. Now, uh, Tim Robertson, uh, fearless leader of MyMac.com, had problems with his proximity sensor. He had problems uh, with the antenna, but some people just didn't have that. Now, do you have? Did you get a bumper for yours? Uh, yes, I did. But as soon as I got the, uh, I did have one problem with the iPhone four when I got the first one, mm-hmm. and I uh, did the send off thing through the app for that bumper. It wouldn't upgrade to the next uh, level of software. Oh, really? It wouldn't to, go to four? Or no, uh, it came with four, didn't it? I'm trying to remember was, now. Did it come with iOS 4, or was that still on it, it, iOS it, it 3 when it first came out? It came with 4, but it was some sort of variant. And so when, when, when 4.1 came out, you, uh, you had some problems updating to that? Or it was getting to that. Oh, really? Was it a... But I took it to an Apple store. It wouldn't do it for them. They gave me a new iPhone. <laughs> well, you can't argue with that. Yeah, exactly. It so, was just perfect. So you also have you have an iPod Touch and yeah the first generation and no problems with that no it's still kicking I got it not too long after it was released and when I was available to get it at the uh, Apple stores that we've got up here now it's so, worked just fine but your your main machine now is a MacBook Pro I carry a 15 inch MacBook Pro with me. And I'm what, in front of a 17-inch MacBook Pro with Skype <laughs> you and as how, how many? How many MacBook Pros do you have? Two MacBook Pros, a 15-inch and a 17-inch. Man, I, I mine is I think uh, three years old. I'm saving. I'm saving my my pennies for uh, for a new one. Well, the 15-inch that I'm carrying with me, I gave it a new lease on life. I uh, bumped up the hard drive at a reseller and uh, bumped up, maxed out the RAM. So I've given it another three years because <laughs> I've had that one since about 2007. Now, Gaz, I, I don't remember. Do you have a, 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 a Mac portable? Um, yeah, I've got an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got, we've actually got a, uh, one of those white MacBooks. That's right, that's right. Yeah, um, because you actually which, had to use that on the show once. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I went to the Apple Store, and I can, I can see those MacBook Airs taking over the, the, the white MacBooks in, you know, perhaps not straight away, but I can see it happening in the next couple of years easily. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was I was looking at the uh, the new MacBook Airs, um, the 13 inch, and I don't think you know they didn't have any of the I think 11.6 inch ones. Oh, they, yeah, they did in the store I went into. They are just mean little machines. 
And the screen size is okay with the with yeah, OS ten. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, seemed fine, absolutely fine. Um, obviously, I don't think you'd be wanted, wanting to use it for a long time if you was doing lots of small stuff. You know, if you're doing lots of writing, then you'd need to probably uh, boost up the the size of the page that you're looking at rather than looking at squinting down at some of the smaller writing unless your eyesight's fine of course but um mine mine went south some time ago it is so sharp it was so sharp that it you know i don't think that's going to cause a problem at all and it's so it's so light and easy to carry around it's just it you're talking about the 11 inch one right uh, about the 11 inch one yeah 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 and And great battery life too yeah, not as good as the thirteen inch. Of course, I think it's about five hours on the eleven inch and seven hours on the on the thirteen inch. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a contender now. Definitely a contender. Uh, one of the uh, I've got I've got you know with the two events that happened last week, uh, other than people talking about their impressions of the new MacBook Airs and the new iLife suite, there's not really a whole lot of, of new Apple news. Um, I, I kind of was going through some stuff, and I found something really kind of weird. Now, this is a story that I found in Mac Observer. You can find it at MacObserver.com. Apparently, and I'm not even going to use her name, because I, I, I just can't believe the the... The, the nads on this girl. Uh, a 19-year-old is suing Apple and iPhone app company Samba Studios over some risque self-portraits that she snapped with her digital camera when she was 16 years old. And somehow, somehow, they have found their way to, I guess this is a, a program from Samba Studios called Extreme Cam Girls iPhone app. Now... She's she hasn't said how the pics made the jump from her personal iPhone library into this program, but she's apparently more than happy to express her anger over not getting compensated for the shots. You know, she she's not embarrassed that her I guess somewhat uh, semi nude pictures made it because obviously because you know if they were totally nude, Apple wouldn't have allowed the app. Um, she's upset because she hasn't been paid for them. And of course, somehow this is Apple's fault. <laughs> I tell you what, you you got to give the girl kudos for trying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Apple didn't make the app and isn't responsible uh, for the just, app's it, content. It's just another one of those pathetic. Yeah. Like, somehow, yeah. somehow she found a lawyer that was desperate enough yeah. to to bring this bring this lawsuit forward. Crazy. Uh, uh, last thing we're going to talk about uh, before we go to our first break, and we're running kind of long, is uh, something else about Roman Wozniak. So he has now joined the the MyMac staff as our official European bureau chief. And I, I want now Gaz, of course, is is officially in Europe. You know, I guess uh, is is well, the UK actually considered part of Europe, or how does that well, work? I think that's how he's got the job because you see, someone over there in the MyMac um, offices didn't, you know, they, perhaps they thought that the UK is not part of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't get the job. Oh, I'm perhaps man. the official British bureau chief. Yeah, well, actually, that that has a, uh, a oh, storied when, past because uh, uh, our very own David say, Cohen used to be yeah. our our <laughs> London bureau I'll, chief. I'll fight him for it. <laughs> Of course, when I say Britain, that includes Scotland. Well, yeah, because we started the show talking about haggis. 
Um, <laughs> okay, you know, uh, let's let's go from uh, eating sheep stomachs to our first break. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. So everyone, please, please stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Hey fellow Mac users, Tim Robertson, the publisher of MyMac.com, and I'm hoping that you go check out my new show. You can find it linked at MyMac.com. It's called Tech Fan. We do talk about Apple products. We do talk about the Mac. We do talk about iOS, but we've expanded what we're talking about. If it's technology, we're covering it. We're having a good time. A lot of different guests. David Cohen's on the show a lot. I'm hosting the show every week. Check it out. It's Tech Fan in iTunes. Afraid to cry? It's the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Well, I hope you're all standing by to stand by, and we're back now. Yes, yes, we're back. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one hell of a night, isn't no. it? It's one hell of a night. I don't know what is going on between and yeah, and part no, of it. You really, you really ought to pay your bills. That's all I can say. Well, I try. I really try. You know, I, I give them the sheet of paper. It's got the right numbers on it, and and they seem to take exception to the fact that there's no money in the in the account to pay for the check. Yeah, I mean, what do they know? Oh, good God! So we've got a question. Yes, yes, uh, from John Nemo. Yeah, he, he just couldn't stop writing, so he thought he'd write us a question. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to know if uh, – he, he's got a friend who's looking to, to get a new MacBook. He wants to get the MacBook Pro 13, and he wants to know if this is a good time to buy one. Now, I had actually gone and looked at when was the last time that they were updated, and according to what I was able to find out, it was in April, which – you know that's that's what six months away or six you months see, ago. You see that there, there, there are a couple of trains of thought on this, and uh, jump in certainly, uh, Bill, if you if you've got any uh, trains of thought on uh, my trains of thought, which means we could have a rail crash, another one coming up. We're not careful. Well, I think but we've there, got enough train wrecks happening <laughs> on this show. <laughs> but 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 actually, uh, there are a couple of trains of thought. My thought though is, to be perfectly honest with you, you could end up waiting forever. And you could always be waiting for that next update. If you need a machine and you've decided on what type of machine you you want, then I think you should go out and get it. Yeah. I, what do you think about that, Bill? Well, that's how I was when I came into the Mac environment. I said, well, little changes here, little changes there, the Intel chips and that. And then I came to the point where if I don't get it now, I will never get it. So... I know where you're going with that. The only thing I would suggest is that you try, you know, if, you want to, if you're worried about future-proofing yourself, although I'm not sure you have to worry about that too much with the current uh, MacBook Pro range, but you, obviously the best thing to do is try and upgrade to the highest CPU because you can always upgrade the RAM later 
I think you can upgrade the RAM later. Well, I I Um, would anytime anybody asks me about buying Macs and they say, "Well, should I get more RAM?" It's like, well, if you yeah, get more RAM, just don't get it from Apple. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, try and try and you know cover yourself as much as you can by going for the fastest uh, CPU that you can afford, and then obviously put some cash aside to get your your RAM from Crucial or whoever. There's plenty of other options out there, Um, but you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest people just sit and wait for the next upgrade because, you know, it'll either happen next week. And I think there is an an option from Apple that if you've bought something fairly quickly, they've got a 28-day return or something. I I think it's 14 days. 14 days. Okay, so if if it happens within two weeks, then, you know, you've pretty much got a bit of a safety net there. And if you've had it two weeks and you've been using it and they do upgrade, okay, you know, so what? So what? You know, if it's like three weeks out, you know, better well, luck yeah, next what are you time. Gonna do? Now, what are you going to do? I have, I have looked at the uh, – actually, there was – if you go to uh, MacRumors.com, they actually have a buyer's guide that kind of lays out when the last time that, that some of these machines were updated. You can find that at buyersguide.macrumors.com forward slash, you know, whatever machine it is that you're looking at. And – that, you know that's where I got that April April uh, 2010 date for the update, but we are you know if they were going to update the MacBook Pros, I think they would have already done it. But, yeah, you know, but this you close see, you to the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if <laughs> my second train of thought is if you don't need the machine and you are a person that gets a little bit annoyed once something's been updated, then the, your best option is if you really don't need it is put that cash aside, wait, when they get updated, buy it straight away. Yeah. And then you'll be happy. Because, But, you know, that that tells me that you don't really need a MacBook Pro. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's one other thing that you can do, and you can actually save yourself a little bit of money if you do it this way, and you'll never future-proof yourself, or not so no, much future-proof. No. But, you, well, I mean, you'll always be behind the curve if you do it this way, but you can save a lot of money. And quite honestly, if you're looking at, you know, these these Intel uh, i3, i5, i7 chips, as well as some of the faster Core 2 Duos... Are you going to the refurb store? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I buy, I've bought three machines off the refurbs, refurb store. Yeah, that is all that I have bought. I, I have only bought refurbed equipment from the Apple Store for probably oh, going back to two thousand one. You see, you see what you can do then, guy. What that's actually creating? It's creating your own curve. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and you know you're saving a little bit of money in the in the you know in the at the same time and possibly that little bit of saving money may well get you that extra run that you need to you know pump up your machine as well yeah typically the refurb store you're going to get anywhere from um 10 to i've seen it as high as 35 percent off though of course yeah. you know the the, the you machines you can get cheesy. that are yeah yeah that are that are really really high in a discount are typically going to be at least one if not two generations back but then yeah. again we're talking about um you know OS 10 based Mac computers that will probably last you anywhere from four to six years if you take care of them and remain and remain relevant. I mean, we're just now getting to the point where PowerPC machines that people were buying in 2005, 2006 
can't run the latest the latest uh, software. I mean, just really since Snow Leopard, Snow Leopard was the first OS that you couldn't That's run right. on a PowerPC machine. So, you know, if you go ahead and you buy, say, a two-generation-back Core 2 Duo, it's going to have, especially if you're talking about MacBook Pros, there's going to be a, a decent graphics card in there, and you're going to be happy with it, and you're going to save yourself some money. So that yeah. would be my suggestion. If you're really concerned about buying, a, uh, like in this case, a MacBook Pro, go ahead and get a refurb. And you know the money that you save, put aside toward your next purchase. And if it's not money and you need, to, you need it now, I would say get it now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bill, have you, Bill, have you ever bought anything off the refurb store? No, I haven't. Oh, you should check that out, Bill. It, you, it, you, you just buy old old Macs, don't you, Bill? I've got three of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got an old Umax Mac clone around here somewhere. It's it's $1,200. It's a steal. I, th- I personally think Bill's just creating a uh, a museum. <laughs> His own well, museum. No, they, are, they are in museum condition. But I say, great, they're in, they're in, they were in nice condition. And so, oh, great, they still work. All three of them, I power them up every so often. The 12-inch iBook has uh, Leopard on it. Runs just fine. So That's you're nice. running 10.5 on, on a, a G4, or I guess that would have to be a G4 iBook. Yes, sir. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. And that, and, that, and that proves your point, Guy, to a certain degree. Yeah, they just last. I mean, I still have a... Um, a Quicksilver uh, G4 Tower, which was a, it started off its life as a, a 933 megahertz G4, and I ended up getting a, uh, a processor upgrade, I think from FastMac, and it, it now has a dual 1.4 G4. Of course, yeah, I haven't used it in a while, um, but anytime I feel the need to, to take a look at some older apps, especially the OS 9 stuff, you know, this is the machine to go to. I also have, I, this one hasn't been fired up in probably a couple of years, uh, 300 megahertz G3 desktop. Old beige monster. Yeah. Now, anyway, Guy, talk, yes. talk, talking about buying. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that was that was just silky smooth, Cass. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Um, now, last week we were talking about Apple's financials as well as the uh, the event that they had, and what it really comes down to is is Apple has a lot of cash just kind of laying around, not doing anything. I think it earns you know one percent interest or something ridiculous, something like, like that. fifty billion, isn't it? It's yeah, it's over over fifty billion dollars in cash with no debt, which is just friggin' amazing. And people are starting to wonder, you know, because Apple doesn't pay dividends, they're starting to wonder, what is Apple going to do with with all this money? And um, I guess, you know, we don't typically like to go into rumors on the show, but but I thought that, that some of these were just was really, really weird. The, the three companies that were mentioned today as we record this, which is Tuesday, October 26th, the first one that people were talking about was Sony. Now, now either Gaz or Bill, could you picture Apple buying Sony? For the talent? Well, <laughs> uh, well I mean, how much, how much talent are we talking about? I mean, they're, they're, a, big, they're a big company, and, and you know, they're also in consumer electronics. But what is it that Sony has that Apple needs? Well, they don't have stores anywhere 
um, extra well, because cer- certainly I, none that are, that are very popular. That don't do not really have that many people in them. Sometimes, not that I've noticed. Um, cameras, I don't know. Um, the the obviously the music that they own. Sony owns lots of music and media. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, Sony is is a huge. Uh, multinational, you know, business conglomerate. Yeah. You know, yeah. but but if you think about where, you know, the the kinds of things that they sell that that Apple, you know, as far as consumer electronics that Apple could could possibly need and you know, I started to think about this it was like Blu-ray. Really? <laughs> you know, Apple Apple right now seems to be actually moving away from optical yeah. drives and I just can't see them Really caring one way or the other about Blu-ray, and in the, in in the notes that I wrote, you know, I, I put, and I'll put this out that in my opinion that I, I think we're like five years away from from even Blu-ray just disappearing. Yeah, that that that. Yeah, well, we're already moving on to 3D TV, so Blu-ray's got a lot, you know, a lot to live up to, and people just haven't moved over to it because they're quite happy with uh, the current DVDs that they use, you know, because if you go to Blu-ray, you need a much better TV, you need a better yeah. player, and then the, the, the Blu-rays themselves are more expensive. Now, there's a market out there, but it's not the size of market they're expecting, and obviously people are saying, yeah, but look at the storage space on, on Blu-rays. Well, the faster the internet gets, the faster your connection gets right you've got as much space as you want up in the cloud exactly and, exactly and yeah blu-rays you i think you may well be right there yeah do you the have a blu-ray player bill no sir have just you, a normal just a normal dvd player yeah and honestly that works fine for me and i, I really don't feel like buying all my content all over again yeah and it yep. makes absolutely no sense to take my existing content and you know say i even had a blu-ray burner and burn it to blu-ray and because exactly, it's going to look like crap yeah and you know exactly what's going to happen you're going to have to redo it all in a few years time because of 3d you know they'll be selling that so you know they've got themselves yeah. into a yeah so they're not buying them for that no no I well, mean, what about what about their tvs do you think that that apple could do anything with uh with their tv lines no because no, I yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a reason for them. Because you see, if Apple buys anybody, it's very rare they keep them going as a uh, as a sole brand. Yeah, and Sony is well known for their TVs, but the name Sony is na- is known for the TVs. If they then brand it as Apple, people will say Apple TV. What? Yeah. I thought that was a little black box. So. I, no. Yeah, well, I'm 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 like you on this one guy. I'm struggling to see why they would buy Sony. Well, what about gaming? Do you think that uh that gaming no. could have anything to do with it? Come. Uh, well, I mean, why? Why? You know, Steve would say we've got some fantastic handheld gaming machines, right. you know, from all different needs- kinds of developers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they I think they're quite happy to continue down the gaming avenue they've got. I don't think they they particularly want to buy a gaming console. Yeah. And that doesn't even take into account that if it becomes a, a hostile takeover, as it probably would be, you know, would the Japanese government step in to quash it as, you know, Sony is as much a national emblem to them as Apple or Microsoft is to the United States? Yeah, but it's a public company, I believe. I think, you know, I don't think they could, they could, well, they could oh, try. Oh, sure they could. <laughs> they could try, Guy, but I think I'm not sure how well that go down. But well, if, if, you're, if, you're if right. you, yeah, right. if, if the Japanese government made it difficult, it could it could stretch out for yeah. years and end up costing yeah. everybody twice as much to Absolutely. do it. 
Um, so, one of the other ones was Disney, which, you know, when I read that, I was thinking, you've got to be kidding me, Disney. You know, no, Jobs, Jobs is at the helm of Apple, and he has over 40% of all Disney stock. What would they yeah. actually have to buy them for? You know, they I'm already sure. have de facto control of them. Yeah, I'm not sure what, what use that would be. Yeah. The finished your job? Yeah, well, complete control. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about just sheer amount of content, you know, I mean, Disney has, I mean, we're going back to the, to the late 1920s as far mm. as the kind of content that they have. But, but Guy, it wouldn't bring any more for them. No, you know, the, because Disney are very, very clever on the way that they, you know, they'll do an update on their DVDs, and you know, you'll get a, a you know, Pinocchio, a new Pinocchio is now released out again because they hold them back. Pinocchio in three D. That's well, whatever. You know, but, but then, but then <laughs> watch, it watch the nose the grows as it comes right towards your face. But, but then you it disappears off the shelves, doesn't it? And yeah. then you have to go searching for it, and then it'll appear again. I think you know what extra benefits would could apple gain from that could they change that process no they're no. going to continue it so again i'm not really sure there's any point in them buying disney okay last one is was adobe and i mean this one also kind of made me you know push the huh button because could you imagine the field day that antitrust lawyers would have if apple announced that they were going to buy adobe I mean, people would automatically be – a lot of people would probably assume that they were going to make their products uh, Mac only, which would, you know, just – there's no way you could do that. Plus, there's so much overlap in a lot of the software that Adobe has with Apple. Why, why couldn't they do that? Uh, well, it just seems to me that that people are starting, especially in the, the tech industry – are really starting to to wake up. I mean, for so long, Apple was the the company that everyone said, "Oh, they're dying. They're going away. You know, why would you ever want to buy an Apple computer?" You know, and they have turned themselves relatively quietly, as far as you know, as far as the public goes, into this huge yep. juggernaut that is now you know second in the United States as far as a company goes, only second to Exxon. Which, you know, there were probably a lot of people in, in the, the tech world that just kind of woke up one morning and said, oh, my God, you know, yep. how did Apple become so huge and so powerful? And they, they think about some of the, oh, let's be kind. Which, when, which when <laughs> you think about their, their market share of computers is a bit of a misnomer almost, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're still at... Uh, you know, depending on whether you're talking about, you know, the business sector or, or the consumer sector, uh, anywhere from five to fifteen percent of the market, which is not a bad market share for. I a suppose single actually, I suppose yeah, and this is where this is where the split comes in because um, when you start, I think what they're third or possibly fourth. In when it comes to computer manufacturers in the states, is that, yeah, is I that think correct? I think they're number four. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so they're not up, you know, at the top there, um, but they seem to have so much power, and it's because that obviously they're not just making the computers; they're doing everything else as well. Yeah, well, they're controlling. Um, they're, they're controlling quite a bit of the content. The, the one of those three that I can see them buying is Adobe. Um, really? How come? Well, I just think that it. it <laughs> 
I think it would be for um, the well, what's the fo- Photoshop? But would I mean they already have Aperture? Doesn't Aperture? Yeah, I've never uh, used Aperture. Yeah, but Aperture, yeah, but Aperture is against Lightroom. Uh, Lightroom and, and Aperture, okay, but Photoshop is you know the next step up the Pro, uh, more the more Pro app. Um, I I just from those three that you've that you put out, Adobe would be the one that I think they may well go for. Hmm. But if if I was to put a bet on it, I wouldn't say that they're going to buy any of those three. No, I would I would agree with that. You know, because I think Apple rarely buys companies that aren't going to do them you know much good in the long run. And if you yeah, look at yeah, at some of their recent buys, you had Place Base and Poly Nine for digital mapping. You had Siri, yeah. which was a personal you know personal assistant software. PA Semi and Intrinsity, which were custom chip makers, and Lala no. for digital streaming. Yeah, now the PA Semi, I think you're seeing that now. I think we're seeing that in the the chips that well, are coming and, out. And interest, yeah, yeah, with that with that A4 chip. Yeah, absolutely. Now Lala, <laughs> yeah, let's we're wait still for waiting. That, uh, well, yeah, I don't I think, think it's going to be too long, you know. Yeah. Well, do you what do what do you think that uh, that Apple is going to uh, use with Lala, Bill? Do you think that that we're all just kind of holding our breath, waiting to see what they're going to use in that data center? That may have something to do with that data center they're building in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Something and do, uh, I think that's experience. supposed to open relatively soon. Yeah, I think it's fairly soon. So First quarter of 11 or something? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Now, there, most of the purchases that, that we just talked about were Apple purchases that they made as they were kind of ramping up their their portable device market. So... You know, I mean, most of, of these three that else that we were talking about, Sony, well, at least Sony and, and Adobe, these were these are more along the lines of, you know, standard computer desktop laptop type of companies that, that have possibly uh, overlap or or have or have things that Apple could use in the future or even well, maybe even relatively sooner to boost up. Uh, OS the OS 10 business. But, you know, again, it, what do either one of you think that Apple is going to do with all this money? They'll think of something. <laughs> something good. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, I, I, I think the problem is um, the fact that he mentioned it is just a statement of power when he mentioned it on that uh, earnings call. I don't think at this point in time they've got a strategy and they know what they're looking to do. Um, but to to make that statement, he's got to make a statement about that amount of money they've got. Fifty billion in the bank. I mean, yeah. that's you know that is just awesome for any company to be in that scenario. It's I, just I think- absolutely awesome. So he had to make a statement that was clear and concise, not only for us, but also for the shareholders, because they want to know what they're going to do with that money, else they want that in dividends. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's, that's part of it. It was, a, it was a stalling statement as well to say, we've got this money, and we know that something will come up, and we've either got plans, which obviously we're not going to start telling you about. He didn't say this. But, you know, that's, that's the back end to it. And also the fact that, you know, don't worry, guys, we're not just going to whittle this money away. That's going to be for a strategic purchase. But Apple has always been so open about these things in the past. 
I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Uh, we we need to take a break, guys. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about something kind of weird that happened in with uh, the iPhone in iOS 4.1 and a few other little little uh, bits and pieces before we wrap the show up for tonight. So please, everyone, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Guy Sherl here from the MyMac.com podcast. Just wanted to give you a quick word that if you want to save 15%, that's 15% off some really, really great software, visit AmbrosiaSoftware.com. That's A-M-B-R-O-S-I-A-S-W.com, where you can find things like Wiretap Studio, Wiretap Anywhere, Soundboard. These are all programs we use every single week on the podcast, as well as some of the greatest games that the Mac can deliver to you. Remember, 15% off by using the code MYMAC15. That's M-Y-M-A-C-15. All at Ambrosia Software. Now in complete control of their bodily functions, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. I know you think I'm like the other people. And welcome back to the last segment of the evening. Uh, we're going to start out this one with a, a kind of a weird security flaw that that's cropped up. In iOS 4.1, there are some stories out today that you can get to the iPhone's address and contact list on a locked iPhone by hitting the emergency call button on a locked phone and entering in some random characters from the number pad and then immediately hitting the lock button. Now, I tried to do this on my 3GS and I couldn't get it to work. So I'm either doing it wrong or it's only happening with the iPhone 4. Now, you don't have an iPhone um, 4, do you? Guess? No, no, I, I think it's actually happening on the uh, 4.1 software. Yeah, I'm yeah, well, sure. I'm running that. I'm running 4.1. You're, you're running that, are you? Okay, well, yeah. I have seen it. I've seen it demoed. I've seen the uh, the, the break. The videos, demoed. yeah. Yeah, and... Um, but they always did it on an iPhone 4. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's a biggie, and I think uh, obviously it'll get sorted, and you'll, there'll be a download to uh, come out to fix it. Um, but uh, you can only get to the contacts and make a call on it. I think you have to then you then get stuck into that routine. You then have to shut the phone down and restart it to get out and get to your normal usage of the phone again, i.e., to get your apps, etc. Well, now, Bill, you have a you have an iPhone four, right? Yes, sir. Um. I, I guess um, that has never happened to me. Well, typically, well, somebody would actually have to have uh, yeah, obviously physical uh, access to the phone. Yeah, yeah, and you know, if if they have physical access to the phone and it's not you know on your person, well, you you have other problems than if they're going to find your contact list. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have a phone exactly. anymore. Exactly. So I imagine in the next week or two, Apple's going to sort this out. Well, you I know, think there'll be an update. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are so very, very close 
to 4.2 coming out. And this is something I'm really looking forward to because I want to get the, uh, like the unified, like the one thing I'm looking for for the iPad is, is the unified mailbox. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to that, to be honest with you. Oh, I find it to be such a pain in the neck to have to go. I have 4.1 and I already have the unified, uh, mailbox. Well, that's, uh, yeah. On the iPhone, the iPhones, uh, the 3G or the 3G, 3GS and the iPhone 4 under 4.1, you've got, the, the unified mailbox. But on the iPads, you don't, it doesn't have that. And it also doesn't have oh, multitasking. Oh, sorry, God, iPad. I don't have that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you my apologies. Will. You will. I'm trying yes, to say that in my I, best I, Yoda I voice. Will. I'm trying to say that in my best Yoda voice, and I think it was a total fail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, now, the, uh, the, the last thing that we were going to talk about tonight, now, both Gaz and I, uh, Bill, you don't have it yet, but I, you're going to go out and get it later, probably tonight, is our, our first impressions that's of... If it, that's if it stops raining for him, of course. Yeah, yeah, and he's got to catch the bus or the subway or, or something. That's, or you have, do you have, like, a bike or anything like that, Bill? Buses take me straight there in about 15 minutes. Man, that's oh. so sweet. Okay, so uh, 20 minutes after this... He's going to have iLife 11 in his hand. <laughs> well, and whatever else I might. Uh, yeah. Uh, you could, you, you're going to get a MacBook Air, aren't you? <laughs> you're going to get a MacBook Air, aren't you, Bill? Oh, more than likely. It's just whether <laughs> oh. it'll be the 11 inch or the 13 inch. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. I have a 13 inch MacBook, though. So I may get the 11 inch MacBook Air. Man, I, yeah, that that's almost like an iPad Pro. I think I, I saw saw that somewhere online today. People said that the 11 inch MacBook uh, Air was like the the iPad Pro. Well, anyway, you have iLife 11, and yes. I have iLife 11. Bill doesn't have iLife 11, so <laughs> I will huh. soon. I will soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can lord it over me because you'll have the you'll have the MacBook Air too. Damn it. So now you, uh, we have iLife 11, and um, what's kind of been your overall impression of it, Gaz? Well, I've not had a great long time with it, but I've, um, I've used iPhoto, which I've heard a few people having issues when they've upgraded to iPhoto, saying that yeah, it's losing lost. their libraries. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's lost the libraries. I think it's lost the links to the libraries. I, I basically started the process and walked away from the machine. Uh, and when I come back, it, everything was done. I did a reboot of the machine, and I've not had a problem. And I think it's just. It's just losing the links, the the related links to those photos, because apparently people aren't losing the libraries. They're just losing. They're not seeing the photos in iPhoto 11. Well, what do you um, think about the full screen mode? Have you had a chance to play it, with that yet? Loving it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've not. As I said, I've only. Um, I, I installed it on. I think it was Friday evening, Friday afternoon, strike Friday evening, and uh, obviously with my refereeing, and we've been busy yeah. over the weekend. Um, so I've only had a little a little play with it, but I do like the full screen. Now it's, you have uh, you have a much larger library than I do. Yeah, what about twenty thousand? Yeah, and I'm, if I'm a quarter of that, I would be surprised. One thing I did notice is how much, and maybe it's just my personal perception, but how much faster this program is as compared to iLife '09's uh, iPhoto. Um, yeah, I, I'd heard one or two people say that they hadn't noticed any um, 
any decent speed in performance where i i think i agree with you i i do think it's a bit snappier certainly when it comes to editing and going into the photos i've not seen um any lag so um whereas on the iphoto 09 i you know i could find it at times go get a cup a of little, tea while you're waiting for well, it to not turn quite up that bad. not quite that bad but a little bit painful so yeah so far i've not um i've, I've I've not been uh, unimpressed by the speed. I've been relatively pleased considering what I'd heard from other people. Um, but that full screen mode and, and the editing tools, and also I've done some faces uh, recognition on it, and it seems seems to be better at recognising some of the faces. It's not bringing up. It's bringing up more relatively, um, you know, uh, substantial, better uh, cross <laughs> cross matches for me. So, yeah. Yeah, they probably tweaked that that, uh, that algorithm a little bit. Possibly. Now, have you I have you so. have you played it all with iMovie? No, but my daughter has, and she's obviously created a couple of um, <laughs> movie trailers. <laughs> yeah, a couple of trailers. Um, I've not had a decent look at it, so uh, she she said it's much better. She says the audio is much better. She enjoyed making the trailers. So yeah. Yeah, now she was one that actually preferred to use the HD version, the you know the previous version. Right. But now she's she's gone fully over and uh, is enjoying it, and she likes this version as well. So, but again, only very brief uh, plays with it at the moment. And I haven't looked at GarageBand yet. I haven't had a chance to get into GarageBand and mess about in there. Well, um, I have had a chance to look at GarageBand. As a matter of fact, I'm 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 soaking in it right now. Um, that's an old Paul Mollov joke for people here in the States. Ba-boom. The, uh, the controls that you get for each track seem a little bit cleaner. The interface seems cleaner. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, there's some, I guess there's some new like garage effects and, and things along those lines. Overall, this, for GarageBand anyway, it seems to be kind of an, an incremental improvement where they, you know, they seem to concentrate more on the interface as compared to giving it any any real new abilities now you've got the um oh i we talked about it last week there were the uh, darn it anyway the what is that called uh flex time and groove matching and you know I, it, obviously this isn't something for for people that record podcasts you know, you're, it's not something you're going to actually use. Uh, the demonstration on it was kind of cool, and I haven't had a chance to play with it. And, and actually, I may never play with it. Uh, but I do like I do like the fact that the controls are a little bit cleaner. Now, the other two parts of the iLife suite, iWeb and iDVD, obviously iDVD was not canceled. That was one of the things that, that had been rumored. It's still in there, as is iWeb. But they did, at least it seems to me, other than change the name to iWeb you know, 11 and iDVD 11, I don't think they did a damn thing with either one of those programs. I can't see any difference at all. No, I'm not sure there's any improvements on those. As I say, I, th- I think iDVD um, will eventually just move into iMovie, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. But, uh, I mean, they've, they've they've partially done it with those trailers, you know, and the, the the movie trailers. The way you can yeah, but um, see, those are still separate projects, though. 
Yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, it, it's it's the first pass, and and you know, who rips DVDs these days? Not many people. So. No. Anyway. No. No. Well, I think that's all we have to say right now about iLife Eleven. Um, in the weeks, I'm liking, yeah, I'm certainly liking iPhoto so far. Yeah, as yeah. The, in the weeks to come, we'll we'll get a little more in depth on at least GarageBand and. Uh, iPhoto and iMovie. You know, once we get a chance to play with it a little bit more, it's it's kind of hard to to give an overall. You know, hey, this is really great, or oh, I don't think this works out so well when you've only had a couple of days to kind of screw around with it. Um, we're going to end the show as we typically do with some app recommendations. Bill, what do you what have you got for us? Well, one of the two of them's uh, Drop Text uh, for Dropbox. It's a text editor that you could. What you just. It takes documents that you have in Dropbox, and you can edit them on the fly kind of thing? Exactly. And who makes that? That's by Envision's Technical Arts. What's that cost? It's $0.99 by you and I in in the Canada stores and uh, U.S. In the U.K., it's... uh, 59p yeah you know and and that's kind of weird that that the prices for apps are the same in both canada and the u.s since there is a slight difference in the canadian dollar and the u.s dollar yeah it's there is the currency exchange to think of but it shows up the same in both stores yeah did you have another one that was uh well it's for sitting right beside it it's got it's uh Elements. It's another text editor by Second Gear. It's four ninety nine, but it's very powerful. It does a lot. It works along with Dropbox very well. What, what do you got for us, Gaz? Um, well, I've not got a, uh, an iOS device. I've actually got um, a little. It's called a Menulet, um, and this is for. It's a screen sharing Menulet, which is from Climby dot com. Um, this it's very simple, and I've been using it for well. I would say I probably came across this fairly soon after I joined the Apple world, so probably early two thousand and eight ish. I'd say I've been using it since. And there's a little menu app which you put on. Obviously, it, it installs itself onto your menu bar, and you click on it, and it's a, a very easy way to get your screen sharing up and running. So if you've got several Macs in your household and on your network, you just click on here, and obviously you've got to have screen sharing up and running on those right. other, uh, Macs, which I I have. Um, you click on here, and although you can do this quite easily through um, the like, Finder what, window, back to my Mac and not back to my you, Mac. Well, yeah, you like basically click on me your Finder. Or yeah, yeah. Well, you just go on your Finder window, and if you've got obviously other Macs in the network, and you want to do a screen share, because I, I, I don't know about other people, but I do that all the time. Just you know, rather than going down to the machine, I know it's up and running. I sign into it, and you know, make any adjustments or do whatever I need to do. And I haven't left my chair from the Mac that I'm at at that point. Um, and it's called, as I say, it's a screen sharing menulet. It's from Climby. That's www dot k l i m me.com uh, screen sharing menulet. You know, uh, real, real quick, i got to tell you a funny story. Uh, when I went to Macworld last year, now I've got uh, mobile me and back to my Mac and all that stuff all set up. Yep. Uh, I was in a hotel in San Francisco and uh, the, amazingly, 
the uh, the wireless network they had in the hotel was pretty decent. And I saw my son Peter's computer there. So I real quick hit screen sharing, and he was he was playing some game. And I started screwing around with the game while he was playing it. <laughs> and I, I actually ended up quitting the game while he was playing it and opening up something else. And then pretty soon I got this like little text message from, from Peter going, Dad, cut it out. <laughs> so, he knew. Yeah, because yeah, I had done the same thing to Guy, but just when he was in the other room. Uh, <laughs> the recommendation that I have is, a, is a, you know, for old, old school uh, Mac gamers, there's a program called Driver. And, you know, I mean, the graphics weren't all that great back in the day, but then, you know, the graphics capability of the Mac wasn't all that great back in the day either. But this is a this is an old school, um, you know, looking from the rear of the car driver. You drive around if you just don't want to play the whole, you know, all the missions and stuff. Drive around in San Francisco and drive around in Miami. And it, I, it just really took me back to, uh, to having a lot of fun on the Mac. And in the old days, it's driver by GameLoft. It's four ninety nine. It's an iOS game in the App Store. And I think that's going to about wrap it up for tonight. Bill, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do so? Well, they could uh, have, go by my blog. I'm there at uh, a Focus on Wandering, A-F-O-C-U-S-O-N-W-A-N. D-E-R-I-N-G uh, at squarespace.com or uh, I'm sandbagger13 on Twitter. What about you, Gaz? Well, as normal, you can contact <laughs> me <laughs> gaz at mymac.com or you can go twitter.com forward slash gazmaz um, you can also contact both Guy and I on feedback at mymac.com. Yep. And I can be reached at Guy, G-U-Y, at mymac.com and twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a Skype number that nobody called this week. Shame on you all. Call our Skype <laughs> number. It's area code 703-436-9501. That number again, Gaz. 703-436-9501. 703-436-9501. You are running out of excuses to not <laughs> call our Skype number. So um, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Thank you all so very, very much for downloading the show. Bill, thanks a lot for coming on today, buddy. Thanks for having me, uh, as well as when I do finally have iLife 11. And uh, maybe the MacBook Air. If, ah. uh, I could. Uh, <laughs> I want you, a MacBook uh, Air. Yeah, come on and tell us my about impressions. it. impressions. That's if you have me back. Sure, why not? Now, you, you could also uh, record it yourself through GarageBand in iLife 11 and uh, <laughs> e- email the, uh, the sound file to us. Absolutely. Yep. That's true. So uh, we are, once again, we are over an hour, guys. Shame on us. <sighs> Over an hour. Don't tell, don't tell anyone. They might not notice. Well, they'll know now. <laughs> so, anyway, but before this just de- degenerates into com- <laughs> yeah. complete tomfoolery. Finish, finish, finish. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. And thank you for listening to the MyMac.com podcast. 
please send off feedback to podcast at mymac.com. Be sure to check out our other shows, including Geekiest Show Ever, My Photo Tech Podcast, Your Own Victory Garden, and Sam's Cool Picks. All available in iTunes. There was a young lady of Lynn who was so uncommonly thin that when she essayed to drink lemonade, she slipped through the straw and fell in.